Hallelujah. Coming up, we're going to talk about this Tennessee-South Carolina game. Nino's always coming in the clutch. I, I think Nino's new name needs to be Mr. Clutch. <laughs> we got Mr. Brian Bosarge of Draft Countdown, a big Gamecock guy. I'm so excited to talk about this. Let's get right into this segment. We're talking about this Tennessee versus South Carolina. Spencer Rattler was impressive, 30-37, 438 yards, 6 TDs, 0 interceptions. I know QBR is not a stat that we put a lot of value in, but a 96.9 QBR is pretty daggone good. Of course, we got Brian Brassage at Deep Fried Draft with us uh, for Draft Countdown. Brian, it's a pleasure having you. Uh, thank you for joining us for CFB Nation today. I'm passing the rock to Nino, Mr. Clutch. And Nino, go ahead. You can shoot. I know you got a bunch of questions. How you feeling about this, Brian? I don't know that I, how it's been a good minute since I felt that good watching a South Carolina. I mean, I've seen them upset teams. Like they beat Georgia a couple a couple of years ago on the field goal. That felt good, uh, but it wasn't dominant. And, and like to, to see, see them, them beat the, I probably haven't felt this good watching a South Carolina game since. 2010 when Alabama came in number one and they beat them up and down the field in that game. And I would put Spencer Rattler's performance in this game this past Saturday, it ranks up in the top three since I've been a Gamecock fan of performances with Steven Garcia's game against Alabama and with Marcus Lattimore's game against Georgia. I think those are the three like peak South Carolina performances. But Rattler was unbelievable Saturday and it just – how do you go from getting curb stomped against Florida 38-6 <laughs> the week before and then coming out and just beating Tennessee to death 63-38? I, I don't understand how you go, not just like from earlier in the season to now, but like this was last week to this week. It makes no sense. So I'm just going to read a couple couple stats, right? Florida, 18-26 for 145 yards. QBR of 22. First Vanderbilt, 16 to 26, 200 yards, 69% completion, three touchdowns. First Mizzou, 20 to 30, 171, QBR of 44, 66% completion. Pick. First A&M, 12 to 25, 168 yards. What happened? Where did the click happen? Like, because he blew that all out in two drives in this game alone. It's not, it's... It's not just the way Rattler performed in this game, which was completely, like I said, better than any game he's probably had since early in his Oklahoma career, maybe. Um, and then, but the play calling was just on point all night. And and you've read my tweets, Nino. You've seen me just, <laughs> I was basically checking. I, the, uh, I searched for Satterfield uh, a couple of weeks ago during the game. <laughs> And just, just just to read the vitriol that was coming towards office coordinator Marcus Satterfield, and all well-deserved. But everything he did Saturday night just clicked. The receivers were running wide open, you know, and when they weren't, Rattler was throwing them open. It was just unbelievable. And like I said, and I kind of joked off air, I was ready for him to go, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Now <laughs> they're luring me in to want him to come back for another season in Columbia. All right. 
you, you you talked about it. You talked about you know the throws and the receivers just blowing doors. I I don't know about that throw to Van in the first quarter when he burnt the DB and rather put the ball in an absolute dime. What were your thoughts on that one? And I want to know about the one the Wells for the touchdown. Like they <laughs> nope. they were nope. just out of nowhere for him in my my opinion. The throw to Van was was especially because it's something I've been harping on all season is Josh Van came back. He could have went to the NFL last year, probably been a fourth-round, fifth-round pick last year, came back because of the allure of what they could have done this season, and then through the first eight games, he had been targeted like eight times or or had like eight receptions. It was insanity. And like when you target good players, good things happen. Same thing with Jaheim Bell, just a ridiculous athlete Jaheim Bell is. But I want to see you throw the ball to him in space. Oh, look, you did it in this game, and it worked. His also becoming Brandon Jacobs as a running back was unexpected in this game. But, you know, it's what it is there, too. But to throw to Juice Wales, who, wow. I mean, what a great get in the transfer portal he's been. Been their best receiver all season long. Um, and, and that throw that, that, that you said Rattler made to him was just on the money that only where Wells could get the football and Wells came down with it. I just – I said I can't speak enough about it. I hope I get to see that again this week. Hey, you mentioned uh, the play calling being on point. I saw some direct snaps. The touchdown of the direct snap was beautiful. Everybody, the way they pulled, they pulled the guard Titans. Uh, the other guy slipped up the front, and it was just boom, right up, right up the slant for the touchdown, untouched. Like everything that they did worked. They, Cam Smith balled. He shut down Hyatt for the most part in that game, which was you know. I don't want to say that because the buzz was good and I, I rode the buzz in my rankings and I think that the NFL scouts will ride the buzz as well. But Hyatt seems to be like a broken play guy. Like if, if he's not blown by someone on a burnt coverage or a blown up spot and he's wide open, he doesn't seem to get him. He's not an elite route runner. Um, Cam Smith's a dog. He locked him up. What are your thoughts on Cam Smith going forward uh, in the next year? Like the next step in? Cam Smith, if you told me could be cornerback one in this class, I'd be okay with it if you said it. Because if you take all three corner spots, boundary, field, nickel, Cam Smith can play them all. And Clayton White, their defense coordinator, basically said, Cam Smith, this is your guy. You will shadow him all night. And he (laughs) did. And he basically told Jalen Hyatt, you're going to get eight yards. That's it. As soon as you make a catch, you're going down. And that right there, that tape, will be played in every war room between the end of the season and the draft because they're like, hey, guess what? This guy can tackle too. Yep. He's one of the better tacklers on, uh, on their team. Like I said, Cam Smith, uh, he's 1B right now for me uh, with Keely Ringo uh, from Georgia as far as corners go. I think he's a – I don't want to say a lock first-round pick because I don't want to say anybody's a lock anything at this stage in the game. But uh, I, I think he's going to end up there for sure. Yeah, I like. I think they both had great weekends. You know, you um, had the pick against my guy, but that's either here or there. Uh, it, it, they're both dogs. Now we talked on Bell, man. Like I had him as a tight end that was going to blow the doors off this year. They started running him to start the year. Like his run, the first three games, he had a bunch of uh, attempts as a running back. 
they kind of shied away from that. And then this game, they really used him how they were using him last year, and they should use him more outside of the run game. He had the two touchdowns receiving. What's going? Is he NFL ready? Like, is this guy can, can go to the go to the show and and play? What do you think? I think a team's going. I don't think he's going to go as high as maybe I originally would have thought. You know, or because I anticipated him taking that next step as a t- pure tight end this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it hasn't happened in the last two weeks with no Marshawn Lloyd, no Christian uh, Bill Smith. Uh, he's had to basically be their de facto number one running back, which. You know, it makes me question where these other four-star running backs you have on your roster, Lavasier Carroll, Rashad Amos, <laughs> where are these guys? Are they even making the trip? I, I don't know. Juju McDowell, he's a great change of pace back, but he's not going to be your lead lead bell cow for sure. But so I am curious if Lloyd and Bill Smith, either or or both, get back this week, do we get Jaheim Bell back in more of the traditional sense and maybe be like that up back on the goal line package again like he was earlier in the season? I I really think they're going to need a bit more balance uh, this week to win. So it's kind of like I want to see – hopefully they'll get back uh, for this game. But, but I mean, I don't think Bell's going to make the NFL as a running back. Um, No, no. But I, I guess the more you can do, but I, I don't know if he comes back. I think there is, he, he's saying all the right things, but you feel like there might be some divisiveness there with uh, the coaching staff, offensive coaching staff and Jaheim Bell, especially with his mom and uncle. They're not the biggest fans of Mr. Satterfield either uh, from what I've gathered. So I don't know if, if he'll enter the NFL draft this year or, maybe enter the portal. I, I don't know. I hope not. I mean, I'd rather him go to the draft and enter the portal, but uh, it'd be, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. And I'm curious how, what that outcome is. I have to, I have uh, to ask. A, yeah. I, I have to ask a question here. Um, and this is just purely from just a, a lover of the sport perspective. Um, if you go to uh, Madison Camp Randall stadium after the third quarter, that's one of the best scenes in college uh, football. They're playing a jump around. But to watch the opening of this game at that stadium, the feeling that you get, and I've never been there, and I'm, I'm sure you've been to a, a, a myriad of games. What is that like to be there for for those nighttime games? Like I said, I got chills, and this is just watching it through the television. What is it like to actually be there? I wish I had been there, could say I've been there since they started uh, doing Sandstorm. Uh, They started it, I want to say it was a Thursday night game against Ole Miss. Ole Miss was ranked fourth in the country, and they came in there, and they started playing it. The crowd went nuts, Mm -hmm. and that place was so electric and so rocking. You could feel it coming through the TV Mm -hmm. that night, and after that, it stayed. And then before the game on the TV broadcast, you could hear it playing, but the Tennessee band was either mic'd up really high uh-huh. or, and you could hear them playing Rocky Top over uh-huh. the music. And I think that pissed some people off. And uh, it didn't, obviously, it didn't work out for them in the end. But there's a video I saw from the, uh, I think, the official South Carolina Twitter account. They played the video. And I would like to go there now just to see what the new LED boards. And it's like, it feels like a rave and like a dance club mm-hmm. there, which that's with that song, you know feels like and just you feel that energy and those white towels 
go away. It, it just looks awesome on TV. I, I'm going to have to get there uh, for a night home game uh, at some point in the near future just to see it. Because I, I can tell you, I might cry <laughs> just, just, and on top of the chills that I'd feel just, just being there for it. Can I can I can I can I pick your brain a little bit about the Tennessee side? I know you're in, in, in enlightenment about the Gamecocks and the dub. But I just I know Shane is is a hand and hooker guy. I know he likes him a lot, and I know that's your partner over at Draft Compound. Um, unfortunately, he's got an injury, right? But this is going to be like third week now, and I said it to KT a couple weeks. He's, he's missed a couple of deep throws that could have changed the, the landscape of the game. Um, and in general, I feel like since that Georgia game, the Tennessee team has, like, the game plan and, and how they've been coming out has been a little bit stale and different. Have did they, the choice of better words, did they, did they shoot their load a little early at that game? Was that all of it, in Georgia? And they're kind of, like, trying to get back? What are your thoughts? I mean, with Hooker, he already had a couple of things working against him before the now ACL tear that we know about. His age was going to work against him. Yeah. Uh, and, and you said there were there some of the deep balls, you know, he, he wasn't hitting it at times. So I, I don't know where his evaluation ends up now because everything's going to be incomplete um, with far as n- any testing. I mean, he's going to miss at what at, you might as well say he's going to have to miss the entire season next year because nobody's going to bring him into play immediately now. I mean, because he's going to have to start on NFI. So, I mean, it's it's got to drop him into, at minimum, the second, probably third round, right? Ooh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's it sucks for him, for sure. Because, uh, I mean, I, I, I anticipate he would have probably been at the Senior Bowl. Um, but now, obviously, that's not happening. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame. But, you know, life goes on. Yeah. Now – he came back from injury. Speaking of injury, he came back. He's been slow to start. Uh, last two games, it was kind of slowly getting there. This was his game. Tillman balled out this game. Um, that, that short fade in the end zone uh, showed him he can he can do his thing in, in, on Sundays. What do you think? What are your thoughts on Tillman? What do you have him ranked? Um, I also want to know what are your thoughts on Jabari Small? He had a big run in that first he quarter, uh, which and he's carried when when Hooker's been off. Small has carried uh, the Vols. Offense uh, many times. Brew McCoy, he got lucky with a tip ball touchdown. Um, but I also like Princeton Fant. I want to get your thoughts on Princeton Fant uh, as a tight end. If he's not a big body kid with good hands, he's similar to, I feel like, Gamecocks Bell, where he can do a little bit. I've seen him run a couple touchdowns in for the balls. So those are a couple guys I want to get your thoughts on. With Cedric Tillman, this was the first real game that I've got to see him play. I didn't watch him last year because I, I, I knew he wasn't going to enter the draft. So I, I didn't really pay that much attention to him. Uh, and this year, the first couple of Tennessee games I watched, he was injured. So this was the first real game I got to watch him. And you can see, you know, what enamors people, you know, with Cedric Tillman and his route running. And if if that touchdown did anything for me, it was one, it was perfectly thrown football and a, just a great route and, you know, hands catch from Tillman. But – Cam Smith, I talked a little bit earlier. I wonder what his arm length is because his coverage was so tight that I, it made me wonder if if his arm length is going to be a question. I, we won't know until the combine, 
uh, unless he plays in the senior bowl, which he is eligible, I believe, uh, if that was to happen. But um, I, I'm curious. Uh, M- McCoy, I, he's, I don't think he's going to be in this draft class, so I'm not really worried about him. I've got Tillman currently 11th, right behind Hyatt at 10 on my wide receiver board. So, you know, th- that's going to fluctuate as we go. Jabari Small caught my eye uh, a few weeks ago when I watched Tennessee. I can't remember what game it was, but he had a big game. It was like 200-plus, I think he went for in, in that game that I watched. Um, but he's another third-year player, another guy I don't think is going to be in this class. Uh, but he has caught my attention enough to – have him probably in my top 10 running backs going into the 24 draft. Uh, if that is the route he goes and with Princeton fan, I think what you're going to look at is the testing is going to be key. Does he separate himself from some of these other tight ends are going to inevitably cluster together in that six to 10, six to 15 range. The testing will separate those guys. Uh, but probably best case scenario, you're looking at a uh, mid fourth to fifth round pick for Princeton fan, I think. Okay. And I mentioned it earlier in the show. Uh, we were doing a little bit of a recap. Has Sonny Dykes leapfrog Josh Heupel for Coach of the Year now? What are your thoughts? I cast my vote for this last week. Who did I? Uh-huh. I may have went with. I think I did go with uh, Sonny Dykes as the uh, as my Coach mm-hmm. of the Year. But I had Heupel. I had Heupel in the top. I, he he received, I think, one of my top three votes. Uh, and and uh, Jim Mora got my other vote because there you go. That was that's my just three, a good so. story. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my three. And then I had rounding out was uh, Shane Beamer's name was not on there. I may have just voted for him. I, I, had, a <laughs> I had landing at, at four, and then I had um, uh, Brian Kelly at five. You yeah. know, makes me throw up in my Brian Kelly. Also, I, I did get a vote. I did give a vote for Brian Kelly as well. Um, KT, you got anything else you want to ask him? I know I can talk his ear off. <laughs> no, this has been a, a, a phenomenal discussion. Uh, Brian, truly thank you for coming on in such short notice. Uh, as the, the season is ending, we would love to have you back on to get some more NFL draft talk. Uh, appreciate you for joining us. Hey, no problem. I, quick quick NFL draft take I want to get in before I leave here for my man Nino. My, my good buddy Jeff Risen wrote a column today, and his comp for Will Levis I can't unsee now. Oh, no. Who is it? Paxton Lynch. I couldn't unsee it. I can't unsee it. I can't unsee it after he said it. And I love Jeff, and Jeff is spot on with this stuff. And he said that today, and now you're thinking about it. And you can't can't unsee it either, Nino. Oh, man. Why? Come on. Don't don't do this to me, Brian. Oh, man. I am clipping Hopefully. this. I am clipping this uh, piece of this up, and this is going everywhere. Just with my guy Nino. <laughs> I'm gonna be Paxton lynching it and Drew locking it for the next six months. All I'm gonna be able to deal with, uh, Brian, you're killing me. <laughs> but thank you. I do appreciate you. You know, short notice, I hit you up, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm down." I, I do appreciate that. Hey, anytime, either one of you, you want me on the show? Just, just give me a ring, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Ah, oh, man. Nino, such a great, great episode. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that Paxton, that Paxton lunch take was, was, was amazing. But listen, as I always like to say, do something nice to somebody you normally wouldn't do. Always pay it forward. Peace and love. Peace and blessings. And until next time, put the fingers in the air. One.
Facts and lunch. <laughs> <laughs>